that crowd was so hot for the Brazilian fighters that I was like, where was this at? I think that he's full of shit. I didn't know that Elle had a sister. I Probably you're accusing I the man of lying. <laughs> Coming in, yeah. Flex. I just want to win, yeah. LABB who we running with, yeah. What is going on, guys, and welcome back to the lockup, bringing you inside the ring of combat sports for the second time this week. It is, of course, double main event week here on the lockup. I'm joined once again by my wonderful co host. He is the man of the hour, he is the people's champion of the lockup. He is Joshua Klein. How are we doing, buddy? Oh, I'm doing good, brother. Today we're talking about the first ever Kingpin pay-per-view, this new tournament style for influencer boxers. We're going to go over the card a little bit, give our thoughts about the event and just Kingpin in general. I don't know how you feel, but I felt like this was a good step forward uh, to give us a different flavor than Misfits. Absolutely. You know, I, I think just the general concept of the fact that they're coming out of the gate with a tournament style. Uh, that already makes things a little bit different from what Misfits is doing, different from what we've seen any time in the the crossover uh, and influencer boxing scene. Like, I think that's just interesting. And, um, you know, uh, I think with some of the people that were in here, um, you know, there's some things where you're kind of like, oh, yeah, you know, again, reminded, as I said a couple times on Monday, uh, oh, wow, there is uh, not a lot of people in this scene still. This is the kind of people we have to get in. But on the other hand, that's how these things start. You know, it was kind of the same way when UFC started. You know, you really, really had the mixed martial arts going on there where you had guys in the full GI karate doing karate versus a guy who was a kickboxer. And you're like, I see the I, I see the potential, but you know, uh, you know. Yeah, I mean, you gotta think about it. Ken Shamrock was dominant in the early UFC. Dan Severn, I mean, yes. God, uh, I would say right off the bat, before we dive deep in the card, what I liked was each boxer felt like there was stakes. Each round felt like stakes because they're fighting in this tournament style. Everybody loves tournaments because you know you're fighting for something. When like misfits, like you're just having a regular boxing match, they're like, oh, we're just boxing for the first time. This one's like, you're in a fucking tournament for what's the prize if they win? Money? Uh, it's belt? money, probably like a, a belt at the end. Oh, there you go. That's something to fight for. So like you're training hard and you're fighting people like at your level. And I thought the quality of boxing could be hit or miss, but the intensity was there in every match but one that I felt lasted a little too long. It was to me it was decided in the first right away. We'll get to there when I felt that. But other than that, I felt like stakes were high all the time. Um, it was it made it really enjoyable and it made the time go fast. We were talking about Crater Clash being a slog with their two minute, five minute rounds. When the women fought for two minutes for five rounds, those rounds were always intense. I was never bored. When the guys fought for three minutes in five rounds, I was never bored. So that's a highlight. That's a props that I'll give you for Kingpin. You made it entertaining for me, a new viewer who don't know some of these boxers. You talked about Gibbs and McBroom. Okay, I knew Blueface as a rapper, not a boxer. Um, Jess Kenny 
was on the card, I was like, oh, I can't wait to get to that match because I have a lot to say about that. Uh, we had L. We've seen her before. Uh, Zeddy. That Zeddy, I saw Tom, him before. Zanetti, yeah. Yes. So it's like, oh, I have some familiar faces. I got introduced to new people, and the stakes really created more characters for me and something I'm looking forward to June the 3rd. Yeah. You know, uh, one of the other things I will give them with some things being, uh, you know, some things still needing work was kind of the production, um, like the the stage and like the graphic packages. And uh, they had pyro. Well, that was kind of surprising. Um, what was really good. The big thing is that uh, audio was a consistent issue throughout the night um you know you you had it at the first seven minutes there was no audio so when wade sensei everyone was talking you're just uh, i i was describing this to you uh when we recorded monday's episode i want to say it was like in the old wwe games when they didn't have voice acting you just had the text and like you're you're just sitting on that page and you just hear the ambient crowd noise in the arena but yeah. but the guys and you're like, I'm not supposed to be here. Like, this is this is something weird. Um, and, you know, throughout the night, when they would come back from uh, interview back to the ring, I could, for some reason, someone was essentially manually turning back the mics on, which you should have kits to where it does that automatically. Um, so, like, probably the first, I want to say it was, like, the first five to 10 seconds after like a round and they would do like an ad thing. Um, you would have to wait for the audio to come back in and you're like, what? Um, but that also doesn't really surprise me uh, with some of the things uh, I, I had sent the the thing to you, Josh, when the original uh, boxing uh, council that was supposed to be overseeing this event basically came out and said, uh, yeah, we're not doing this event. Um, it's a shit show. It's basically ran by one person and we don't want anything to do with them. Uh, and so they got the, uh, the good old, uh, karate association, uh, that, uh, notoriously, uh, almost screwed, uh, a Nissan Gib in, in a fight previously. So another reason why I was surprised he signed with Kingpin, but uh, you know, uh, besides that, I production, I thought was really good. It, it set itself apart. Yes. Yes. Um, I was lucky to skim <laughs> I, I was able to do a watch back i yeah. love watching back because you can skim all the fl the filler the fluff i would say and then you just the not like the people just talking over i'm like i'm able to so some of the production stuff i didn't get because when the boxing actually happened i thought the camera angles were really good i have a question about the referees there's many times referees are kind of once again folks we're having a problem with referees you know in wrestling it's like a little different if a ref bump happens it, it was on there, purpose. There, there was a ref bump. There was a ref bump that really caused a, a injury. I would say that almost derailed a whole fight. Oh, uh -oh. God. But uh, yeah, uh, I would love to talk. Let's start with the first match on the card. Yeah, we. I didn't know that L had a sister, and that this could be a you know, a, a love affair between these two. Like, yeah, it's possible in the finals these two could meet. I'll make a prediction right now. No, it, it will not happen based on what I saw from L. And there's a certain girl on this card who can go all the way, I would say. But 
Go ahead with the first card. Yeah, so this first card, we had Emily Brooke versus Amber O'Donnell. Uh, this match went via unanimous decision. Emily getting the W, 49-46 uh, across the board, except for 50-45 by the last judge. Um, I mean, I, you know, I I had talked about this. You know, I had talked about the the press the the first press conference when they did the the whole like drawing for who was going to fight who thing um and when they announced one of the at that time mystery females was emily brooke l's sister i was like first off whoa okay that's i mean that's you know a, a gimmick hell <laughs> go, <laughs> yeah, go for yeah, it yeah. sure but then i was like okay but like is she you know is she good like what i what does she do i don't know um so that was a a whole thing where coming into this you know i was like okay i i see how hard l works but is that going to be the same for emily and i think think it 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 kind of would be interesting to to be at that you know if it happens to be the finals it's the the brooks sisters fighting each other I mean, that's a story on itself that's kind of crazy and would be cool to see. Um, but I don't believe that's what's going to happen. Uh, there are some giants in this class for yes. women. Like, giants. Very much so. You know, the, the other girl, honestly, she looked good, too. Um, I mean, she, she was not, like, a, a complete blow away to me. However, like... Uh, I thought that Amber, you know, she, she held her own. She definitely, you could see the inexperience there, but for an opening, opening woman's card, which by the way, I will say I do love the fact that there is almost even women's and men's fights on this card. I was like, Oh, that's cool. Like, let's go. What what I appreciate them also is they brought the intensity first. Yes. They told me how high stake, I mean, the pay-per-view is called High, High stakes. stakes, and I felt it, um, especially from Miss Brooks here. It felt like she was – you could see the inexperience, and they did get gassed, but they were still going out there giving their all. And L, I think uh, – it's Emily, right? Yes. I thought that she was the more aggressive one, and that's why she won more because she was a little more aggressive in her approach versus Amber but overall, I would love to see Amber fight again. Maybe she could make a transition to uh, Misfits, if that's okay, because they need more females in that division. And I feel like these two promotions should work together. I mean, they, they kind of are, because uh, if, well, if, yes, if, they if, should, if you, if you re- remember, uh, like, L is signed to Misfits, but mm-hmm. and then same with Kenny's. Uh, like, they're loaning them out for, for this uh, tournament, so... Uh, there's a, a conversation to be had uh, about that. We'll probably talk to you towards the end, but I mean, I definitely agree. Like Kingpin misfits shared. Uh, we, we need more women uh, because I mean, yeah. it, you, you talk about the talent pool already just in this scene altogether, but then you think about women, you know, like there's really not a lot, you know, uh, granted there hasn't been a lot of opportunities up no. until now, but this, this is a big opportunity. Especially since Misfits almost does a pay per view like every month, and like when you're doing a tournament, you're like those fighters are stuck in those tournaments. I mean, yes, they're coming back, but it's with the same fighters. So it's like, all right, this boxer lost this tournament. Guess what? They can fight at Misfits down the road, like blah blah blah. But keep them, keep them fresh, and keep them going because these boxers are only going to get better. 
with experience. Absolutely. And the best way to do it is like, all right, you know, you have a division that needs help and has women with the same amount of experience. So you're only going to get better. But I thought this fight was a very indicator of what I was going to see. And that continued on into the next match, another women's match with Barbie six defeating Whitney Johns via unanimous decision. I thought, so this is not the first time we've technically seen Barbie. This is the first time we've seen her in the ring, but she was supposed to fight Fangs on Misfits 3 and then 4, I think it got pushed to and still got canceled. She was on one of the cards. I was like, yeah, because she's this alt girl. I was like, yeah, yeah I decided like to the, see The that. corpse makeup. Yeah. Like, I was like hyped when I saw her because I'm like, oh, this is you badass. You see all these... I mean, you got Esther Wet, who's an OnlyFans. You have a lot of these pretty girls, and here's this girl just like I put makeup on, and I'm like demonic and stuff. And like, bro, I didn't know how big she was. Dude, she's tall, and then she like uses her reach. She was throwing haymakers all day. Now, to me, I look at Barbie and go, man, if you can just tighten your gas tank up a little bit. You're dangerous, very, because of you got the reach. You are not afraid. You will. You're sitting there planting and throwing, and your throws are more. The only why Whitney lost is that Whitney never moved her head, just kept it very straight, and then Barbie was just like, "Boom, haymaker, haymaker!" And even when like Barbie got tired, she was still hitting haymakers. Very much. It it, it definitely reminds me of the the matchup at the the first crater clash between Justaminks and uh, Yodeling Haley, where it was a similar thing. Like you could see that Barbie was getting tired and was gassing out, but she just had more of that will to keep going and just okay, one one more round, come on, okay, I got to do this. And and again, you know, as I talked about with the crater clash video, you know, with some of the girls there, you know, showing up and showing out on that card. Same here. She was smiling throughout the whole thing. She was kind of doing a little bit of taunts here and there. And I'm like, again, she's having fun, which means she likes it. She's going to keep doing it. Uh, I thought this this was, was really good. This was, like you said, if she tightens up things, she really needs to use uh, her, her jab to establish that, that distance a lot more, especially because... On June third, in the semifinals, she will be fighting fighting Emily. Uh, you know, that, oh yeah, that is going to be. There's a clear, there's a clear size advantage. She is taller, and then Barbie knows how to use her reach. Which there's another boxer on this car who didn't use quite their reach. Yeah, and I watched how L later on will get there struggled with a fighter with reach, and almost could argue could have lost that fight based mm-hmm. on the distance I and mean, then she couldn't close the distance yeah if you cannot close the dish you can't close the distance between barbie and her jabs you're fucking in trouble because she's sitting there like not gonna play around she's gonna plant and throw and you're gonna walk right into it and i mean she was even uh you know they were very sloppy but i mean she was th- yeah. we, the the this is always my biggest complaint i talk about it all the time Everyone keeps trying to go for for the head. They try and go for the yes. knockout blow. So so you know again maybe this is the the scene making this just such a, a crazy thing to me. She was working the body. She was going for body shots, and I'm like, oh thank God, someone because again you know like like we've been saying she has the height advantage. She has the reach advantage, and 
and at times, yes, especially when you're with someone with more experience, being in there as the bigger, lankier person isn't always going to work out. But in this fight, she was making it count. Like she was not, you know, if her inexperience got her inside, but when she was there, she's like, well, I'm already here. I screwed up. I might as well just give a little something. And it was working. It was effective. So, I mean, I'm hyped. I think that is going to be a, an interesting fight on on the, the semifinal card. That's that's something I'm, I'm that match I'm looking forward to because I want to see if because they're fighting within, you know, two months per se. Uh, I mean, that's a lot of time to recover and get back to it. So see if who's conditioning, who's recovered faster, whose conditioning is better. Because if Barbie shows up and still is gas from that last fight, it's over for her. And then she's not meant for a tournament style. Uh, a tournament style is really going to test your conditioning and your strength and your will. So we'll find out in June over that one. But And Whitney definitely would want to see her again. I think she had some combinations that were good. She made Barbie... Uh, uh, push Barbie to the limit right there. I don't think Barbie was ever in like danger, but Whitney Whitney could have got there. I think if Whitney is just learning how to move better, and I've I've come to the conclusion all these influencer female boxers gonna be sloppy. I'm gonna have to be less. I'm gonna be less forgiving about form and stuff like that. And just like, all right, do you have the will? Are you doing some of the fundamental stuff? Yes, yes, yes. Whitney still has that. Has that? I would definitely love her to see her in the uh uh misfits and yeah. is it uh does the loser still box too so that is what i understand is so like we're still gonna have like this close to the same amount of uh of matches per show okay. which which you know makes sense because it's third so it's gonna be amber, amber versus amber versus whitney right Pro- yeah i i would assume okay, so. i would love to see that i would yeah. love to see that to see how like all right you know they're kind of the same level i think the height difference is about not as like you know mm-hmm. as big so uh we'll see how that goes yeah now we get into our first round of men's action and i'm i'm very interested to hear your opinion on this it was king kenny defeating my mate nate via tko in the second round hey all i'm saying is what what did i tell you josh what did i tell you after that last fight he was in that him and his team they're gonna go to go back they're gonna say all right Let's throw hands. Let's let go of the hands. And that is what he did. He impressed me, but he's still just Kenny. If he wins the tournament, he regains the name. Okay. <laughs> because um, I questioned the boxer that he was facing. It was clearly that there was a gap difference. And I'm still remembering what he does when he faces Alexa boxers. He looked motivated. He didn't. He thought he clearly thought this dude was trash because he like wouldn't touch his hand wouldn't do anything and like a couple body shots too like he's down he's hitting in the fucking kidneys this is the attitude i want kenny to have none of this defensive because this is a tournament you ain't time to bob and weave and look pretty fuck no and then the stakes are high and I, I love the aggressiveness now he sometimes slipped back to the old kenny ways and i'm like bro don't fuck around because if he's facing Nunez or even or Nunez, if if they face each other, I say watch out, Kenny, because that dude don't fuck around and he takes body blows. He ain't head hunting. So uh, he's still just Kenny because I'm still remembering the last fight than this. And this one kind of happened like 
the TKO was kind of weird because there's a different rules for Kingpin. There's no three down. There's no three knockdown rules. So it's like they called it. I'm like, eh, okay. I didn't think the guy that he's facing was at his level. It was clear as day. Um, but there's other other boxers I want to see before I start anointing him as he's back. He's this dude, blah, 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 blah. Nah, 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 nah. I think Jarvis uh, looked good. I thought Nunes looked better. There's other boxers in this car that look better than him. So he's just Kenny to me. Hey, you know, I, I, I understand that and I respect it. You know, the, the big thing, you know, and this was the same thing I, I talked about when we talked about King Kenny's last fight is I, I sit there, I see who his trainer is daily paralysis. I mean, just the, the other, other week, he just released uh, some sparring footage where he hasn't boxed in, I think close to nine years because of injury stuff that he was going through. And that's why he trains now. And like that dude's a bad motherfucker. Nice guy. He he responds to to some of my uh, my questions whenever I ask him about boxing training stuff. So uh, bless daily. Uh, you know, it, it I, I keep mentioning it. It was the same way with Deji. When Deji and Alex Wasabi fought, he was only with Daily for two weeks because Deji took too long to get rid of his old team because they were fucking shit. And it was the same thing. Deji was fundamentally better but he was defensive he wasn't throwing hands and that's what got alex wasabi the w in that next fight we saw deji uh, uh against fuzi he wasn't he wasn't playing defense no more against no. against in this exhibition against floyd mayweather he wasn't playing defense no more i said it if if if, if they they do the same game plan i was expecting exactly what we saw roundabout that, that we saw in, in the show is that King Kenny was going to let those hands fly, be defensive when he needs to, and game over. What I what I appreciate from Mr. Jess Kenny uh, is that he wasn't playing. There was no smiling. There was no goofing off like he did when he was in Texas or, you know, the goofing off when he did and he lost his last fight where he was playing with his food and lost because of that. This felt like he was motivated. This felt like he wants this, and if you want this, and you want that smoke, and you want to be called a king, then take it, because it's open for you. This tournament can prove it. It's called King Ten, and you could be the first king of the ring, per se. Per se. Uh, and uh, I'm, I'm, willing to give you, I'm willing to give you a shot, but if I see that same fucking boxer from 05, you a joke still. That's completely fair. I, I love the, the joke going around with the... Uh, the beta squad boys of uh you don't want to mess with uh with no no trim uh kinney because normally you would get the, yes. the haircut it would be all nice like- shaven baby face and he's like nah fuck that we're going in we're going to war motherfucker i feel like that was a, a shot at me <laughs> uh, yeah, hey you know i'm I'll just saying, I'm just saying. If, this, if it motivates him motivate if this motivates you kenny just kenny no king false king kenny <laughs> then get your ass ready for june 3rd because you won't, you won't, gotta do it again. Yeah. Let's, you gotta keep going, brother. Let's see how good your conditioning is. Let's can see how good your fire and your desire and will to fight the fighting spirit, spirit. as Dylan says. Yes. You've heard me talk about it here on the show over the last year. I've been going through a little bit of a personal struggle. You know, I, I put on a couple pounds, I haven't hit the gym in a while, but recently I did start taking those first steps towards and going back 
in getting into the shape that I want to be. And with spring here, you know, I've started walking the dog every day, eating a more balanced breakfast and staying hydrated. A big thing that's helped me stay hydrated is liquid IV. I love how it comes in convenient packaging, the great flavor options like my favorite strawberry, and just how simple it is to use. One stick of liquid IV in 16 ounces of water hydrates you two times faster and more efficiently than water alone. Liquid IV contains five essential vitamins, your B3, your B5, your B6, your B12, and vitamin C. It has three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks, and they are non-GMO and are free from gluten, dairy, and soy. Get 20% off at liquidiv.com and use code TLU at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code TLU at liquidiv.com. Thank you to Liquid IV for sponsoring and back to the show. So next, this was the one where things... So I had this thought when they announced Winderson Nunez uh, for this event, and I was talking about how smart it was with the fact of how small the talent pool is for this scene. It's smart to start looking into other influencer scenes of, you know, Brazil, uh, you know, Mexico, things like that. And to be fair, I didn't really at the time realize that Julie was uh, from, from Brazil as well. Oh my God. We, we, again, this, again, this just put misfits. Oh, six to shame to me. That crowd. Oh my God. That crowd was so hot for the Brazilian fighters that I was like, where was this at? Like, cause I felt like we were in Brazil. I thought we were in Reno. Like we were like partying in Brazil because there was a lot of love for, and this is the fight, Dylan. Why I thought the first round told me everything I needed to know. This fight was over in the first round. Julie was aggressive. She was better. She, the other girl was like too defensive and wasn't really given much. And I was like, just call it. Just call it. She's not even fighting bang and she's taking all this heat. And the crowd, and it felt like Miss Paco, Paca, po- Poca. Poca, sorry. Yeah. My apologies. Lo siento. Uh, that uh, sh- she was feeding off the crowd. And that's when the crowd started, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's when he started noticing. And I was like, wow. You know, 06 was on Friday. And this <laughs> like, was Saturday. Whoa. And also just proves that the U- that the, the influencer boxing scene is really hot in UK. In the UK, it's really freaking hot. Why can't they capitalize it over here? Do not know. Yeah, you know, I mean, you you have to think even before the walkout, before this fight was was oh, this is the next fight. You know, they're doing the the interviews in between. All they did was they sh- and they did this for Winderson later too. All they did was show her on the screen for five seconds and <laughs> big pop. Every they're showing the crowd, people with Brazilian, so crazy, and I'm like. I don't I don't know who this girl is, but I'm oh. hyped. I'm like, yes, let's go. Come on. This is my girl. Had a Hulk Hogan pop. For re- literally. They they yeah. even said it on uh, Wade even mentioned it, by the way. God bless you, Wade. Nice to see you. Uh he Which real, I would say that Wade really legitimized the show too, I would say. Absolutely. I mean, uh, it, he straight up said it. Hulk Hogan pop. Bam. Oh. Oh my! And and you got two of them. Got I guess two of them. 
and then and they both advance. So it's just like, God, Lee, the Brazilian crowd's gonna win. Like these people could win the kingpin just because on the on the level because we saw in Misfits 05 or what the, a crowd behind a boxer can do. Um, but I thought um, this fight was decided in the first. This is the only one I was like, I was I was bored. Second, third, fourth, fifth round because it's like it just repeated the first. It was a repeat of the first, repeat of the first, repeat of the first. I'm like, and even the scorecards show that it wasn't close. No, it, I mean, it was 50 45 across the board. I mean, unanimous decision for Julie. I thought it was awesome. Um, you know, again, maybe wait, wait, wait. we gotta give her respect. Who did she face? Daniela Hel- Hemsley and not Hemsley, Hemsley. That, oh. that screwed me up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought Danielle looked pretty good. She did. And I I think she needs to be a little more aggressive. Um, this is the first bike. I'm like, you don't know how high this, this, this is the one that didn't feel like high stakes. Yeah. And, I, and it came from Danielle's camp. It felt like Danielle wasn't as aggressive as, you know, on alert, head on a swivel. But if she fought over misfits where it doesn't have this tournament style, maybe it's something a little different. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little different. Yeah. Maybe a little less, less, uh, pressure put on you put uh put against the crowd even you know uh however this goes into in my opinion this is the most controversial fight for me this was jarvis versus tom zanetti this okay when this was announced that this was going to be one of the matchups i was hyped because we just saw him go the distance with slim take all of slim's best shots one of one of the guys you and me thinks one of the the top pound for pound in, in the division well well that fight we questioned him we we did yes we, we started we questioning him because it's like that that was a second slim fight but that slim even made it like i'm going back down yeah I'm going back down wait so um it's only controversial because a towel was thrown in yes and if you think about how the fight unfolded, Zanetti was throwing everything he had at Jarvis, and Jarvis was stepping up. He, he wasn't giving up. He was taking some fucking hits. And Zanetti's a good – he throws great punches. I, and I like his fire. But Zanetti knew, I ain't going to pass a third. There's no fucking way. And Jarvis, I felt as it kept continuing – he kept getting better, and the like the punches were getting better. I felt like the first round, Zanetti won that first round clearly. Second round, eh, you can still say Zanetti. It's the third round where it's like Zanetti realized, okay, kind of fucked here. <laughs> like I'm tired, and this kid is coming at me all the time. Like he he was hoping I throw a punch. Jarvis just stays back, but Jarvis is like, I ain't afraid of you. I don't respect you. Yeah, you can hit me all day, but I ain't got a glass jaw. Get ready to catch these hands. And when Jarvis threw those hands, whoo, I love this fight. I loved how, like, hard-hitting it was. And, yeah, the ending's kind of anticlimactic, but at least if Zanetti went into the fourth, he knew he would have probably got knocked down. He's probably just saving himself, which I appreciate. And, I mean, you know, that was even, you know, despite it being controversial, you know, the way it ended, I mean – that is also a thing that maybe a lot of people who aren't used to traditional boxing or combat sports in general, you know, I like, I say it's controversial, not because I think anything negative about Zanetti, 
you know, again, like you just said, you know, he was preserving himself. The, the, the point I'm about to make is that he ha- came in with a game plan, which was get Jarvis out as soon as possible. And yes. when he realized I can't do it, he said, Hey, there there's, there's no risk, you know, in me just saying, all right, cool. I'm, I'm done. Toss, toss it. It's cool. Uh, you know, I mean, look, it has been 18 months, give or take, since Jarvis had his first boxing fight uh, against Michael Lee, and he looked impressive in that first fight. And the the growth I saw in Jarvis from that fight to here, insane. And and again, you know, we one of the first episodes uh, of Extra, whenever we launched that this year, was talking about Jarvis sparring with Floyd, and he's sparred with Floyd off camera. He's working in the Mayweather gym. This kid, I mean, he, he's, a, he's a young kid. Yes, I'll always make fun of the, the fact that he made a, a, a apology video crying when he got banned from Fortnite just because it's funny. But on the other hand, he can beat my ass, so it doesn't matter. Fucking Fortnite, dude. Who gives yeah. a shit? But uh, yeah, I feel like the kid has potential. He has tons of potential. He might not win this tournament, but the potential is there because he's still so young. I can see something in him because the way he, the fearlessness, the willing to trade punches. Because people, if you didn't see this fight, Zanetti wasn't like holding back. He was once like Barbie planting and throwing, and some of those throws, he was getting through Jarvis's guard. And Jarvis's face is all fucking puffy and red. But Jarvis, like I said, kept going, kept going, kept coming at him, kept coming at him, and it, you could see as the, each round progressed. You can just see oh, Zanetti, oh, like almost going, oh, fuck. Like this kid won't go down. Yeah. I mean, it was truly boxer versus street fighter. That would be the, yes. the best way to describe this. Um, however, now we go to the final woman's fight. You already know who it is. It's L. Brooke. She was fighting a, a, a woman with a very big size advantage on her you know uh you know elbrook we've we've seen before this is her third fight uh you know she has the blonde bomber and the ibf women's champions in her corner um you mentioned it a little bit earlier is just the fact that you know on one side danielka she yes she wasn't going to have uh that much experience however she still had the size she had uh, definitely had the the height i want to say she still had the reach for sure i mean but and experience comes in. She doesn't really know how to use it well because she was using it throughout the fight. Just she couldn't consistently use it. Elbrook, you know, uh, she's the little scrappy dog that she is. She just kept plotting through, plotting through. One of my favorite parts of this fight, and again, this is the the thing that is so nice about when you do have these high-level champions and high level co- coaches behind you is I want to say was between the, the second and third round is you just see the blonde bomber. Yeah. And, and normally, you know, they try and turn the, the mic volume down a little bit in between rounds and whatnot. You just hear her go, stop doing that. Stop, stop doing that. I don't care. Stop. That's not what we're doing. And great people 
she has behind her to sit there and not say, oh, you're because I mean, she was technically winning it. Oh, don't don't worry. Just keep doing what you're doing. No, that's not what we told you to do. Do it right. Come on. Come on. That's what you want to see. As somebody who is billed as the favorite. I thought this performance was underwhelming. Agreed. And watching what Barbie did, I'm like, wow, L, you really don't want to see that person in the finals because that's a person that knows how to use her reach. Because it felt like L was trying to get in the groove and Miss D was just kind of was able to use that reach to keep her away. Keep her away. Every time L tried to get in there, try to scrap Anthony Taylor style, it was like she was eating a jab. Like she was getting hit, and there was a time where I think the third, the third, maybe the fourth, there was a switch in Al's game a little bit, and then she started hitting the hitting home, started getting in there a little bit, and started busting her up. But it was too close for my liking as somebody who's supposed to be the favorite. And this person, the person that she's facing, is inexperienced. I'm like, okay, this is your third fight, you're built at this, this is your tournament to lose. You know, you're not, you're gonna win this thing. Yeah. I don't believe that. And I don't feel like she should go home and feel like she's there's some work that needs to be done. Definitely. Especially if she's facing and she's facing Jolly. <laughs> oh, that fight is going to be great because that girl's aggressive too. That means it's going to be a dog ass fight. And I'm but, proud to say that that is who Elbrook will be facing on June 3rd at the semifinals matchups. It will be Elbrook versus Julie Polka. And the good thing for Elle is that she doesn't have to worry about a height difference or maybe even a reach. Yeah. There might be a slight reach, but not a, 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 like overwhelming on a paper. Um, so there's able to be that this could be a little more scrappy. I think that's actually plays well with Elle's hand to be in this next match. Because if she had to face Barbie the next one, I'm telling you people, Barbie's someone to look out with. I have to see it first because I feel like the tournament styles maybe not favor her because of the way she guessed out. Yeah. But overall, it was, a, it was an alright match. I, I, there's things that Elle did, and like she was able to switch her game plan and able and able to take it home because I feel like if she kept doing the same thing, she would have gotten in trouble eventually, and it probably would have been a lot closer than what it was. And and if you let the judges decide who wins, that's never a good thing. That's why Just Kinney needs to work on knockouts because he keeps letting he kept letting the, the judges decide. And sometimes the judges are not on your side. Well, and, and you have to think with this tournament format too, there is no you cannot give the fighters a, a draw in a round, and you cannot give a fighter the fights a draw period in this tournament. Someone has to win each of these matches. So yeah, you know, you guys could be legit a legitimate draw but judge c says we have to have a winner uh i guess i saw so and so do something and just one one person one point one technicality that's why you should never let it that's why you should never let it go to the fifth round yeah you should because if you get to the fifth round that means like you have to do something like something and that can get you in trouble because sometimes if you're head hunting that leaves you an opening to get knocked out yourself so uh, there's things there's there's certain aspects about this tournament that's very intriguing, especially because the no draws. Every round needs to have a winner. Um, the you know the three down, not you know, certain amount of knockdowns, whatever. It's very interesting. The next match is the is blue face, right? Yes, this is technically a non-tournament uh, match. 
However, you know, with people, you know, uh, we'll, we'll talk about it at the end uh, in the main event, but with the fact that, suppose, you know, everything we've been told is that the people that lost are still going to fight the other losers and, you know, everything like that. You know, this fight actually by the end of the show became a pretty important uh, matchup. Yes. Yes. Um, because the blue face, I, I didn't realize how tall and how long he was. And he definitely used it to his advantage. I felt because this one wasn't the tournament match, the stakes felt low. Yes. You, you got, you got that little bit of a, yeah, I can breathe. But it felt like Blueface was playing with his food, yes. and it was doing a just kidding move. I was like, even like the, the, the dodging. I'm like, bro, come on, you got the reach. Do some jabs. Mm-hmm. But when, but when Blueface finally got into it, it felt like he started hit getting the shots, and that body shot. Body that shot. Last oh one. my god! I mean, when you get you knock somebody down for a body shot, I mean, you got some power in you, and like you could be a real threat because. There's not very many tall guys in this tournament, so if if you know when we get to the main event, like they're talking about maybe Blueface coming in, I would I would love. He showed me enough to say that okay, but I don't know because he allowed the other guy to come with his power very much a little bit, and then that that can get you in trouble with somebody who's more experienced, like a Nunez, yeah, or you know, like or if, Gibbs, or even just Kenny, yeah. My God, if I have to see. Just Kenny versus Blueface, and all they're doing is defense boxing. I swear to fucking God. <laughs> I I have faith that neither team would allow that to happen. Uh, I, I mean, regardless, though, I mean, I thought Ed, you know, he he did look good. Uh, this was by far, uh, you know, one of the more technical fights, I would say. You know, a lot of working the body, a lot more nuance to it than what we saw on the rest of the card. Because um, because no stakes they yeah. they they are they are they are allowed to be more technical because there's no hell this one could have gone to a draw because yeah. not for a tournament but uh, blueface showed enough to definitely deserve that win and I, something I would definitely want to see because that link there's a certain combo he did I was like oh yeah. <laughs> Jesus and, dude and now it comes up to our co-main event again another Brazilian man. Winderson Nunez versus Filipic, or however you pronounce I know I mispronounced that. Uh, this Now, this one, to me, was the technical match of the night because these guys were going in and instantly, you know, again, when, when again, it's one of the things that I do like about the way that Jake Paul's cards are sometimes uh, put together is, yes, you have maybe a couple influencers put in there here and there, but you have legitimate either amateurs coming up to pro or like lower level pro boxers on the undercard. And you're like, Oh, I, this is, this is real boxing. This is good. And I mean, these guys were just going at it. It did only get to the second round, but Nunez ended up getting the, the TKO. And again, it was huge body shot delivery. Like people I'm telling you, Body shots are an underrated tool in this scene. If I was getting into this, 99% of my training would just be body shots because I know everyone else is going for the head. And if I can hit it, just like what we just saw in, in, uh, in the blue face fight, if you just hit him in, in the goddamn liver, they go down. It don't matter how big they are. It don't matter how tough they are. You Nunes, Nunes had some 
nasty shots. And again, like, huge pop, huge pop, huge star oh. already. Bam, period. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like he, I like his aggressiveness. I like how calm and collect he was. He didn't seem tense. He felt very calm. His jabs were pretty good. And then when those body shots happened, I was like, God damn. Oh, oh, yeah. I can't wait. We're going to get to the end. But when you tell me who he's facing, he better they better watch out because, you know, this guy, he's the real deal. So it's great because I can say this one. It is going to be Winderson Nunez versus your old friend Kenny in the semifinals. Oh, this, Kenny better, this is going to be a good one. fight. This is going to be a good yeah. fight. I can tell. Because they're both technical, right? And um, and, and if just Kenny uh, has that same aggressive, that same mindset he did in his first match, and when we saw what Nunes do in his match, this could be a classic and influence the boxer. Yeah, because like, because these guys are they're pretty good. So, I mean, I I think it'll be interesting because of the fa- the pressure that Nunes brings. Is I think he is someone who will who has the ability, I should say, to force Kenny into that more defensive route. And I think vice versa, if Kenny just decides, all right, this is what I got to do now. I got to be on the front foot. I got to be the aggressor. I think Kenny has that skill and that ability to do that to Nunes. So I just think, I think this already, I'm going to say, I think will be one of the best matches on the semifinals cards. I, I feel very strong about that. I think it's going to be good. Especially because the co-main event was really good. The crowd was hot for it. Uh, the ending ended a good knockout. This one. What is going on, guys? It's your boy, Dylan, from The Lockup here. And we know you guys love to watch the video version of The Lockup every single week over on YouTube. You just don't want to deal with the whole weird thing about like, oh, you have to keep the screen on to be able for the video to keep playing unless you have a subscription to YouTube. So you guys know we got your back. We hook you guys up every single week since the start with the audio only version. Your favorite podcast platforms from Spotify, from Amazon, from Apple, from Google, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Pandora, anywhere you listen to to podcasts, quite frankly, you can get in the ring of the lockup with us every single week. So if you guys are on the go, if you're about to go to the gym, anything like that, well, you know, maybe give the uh, the audio version a little bit of a try. We have all the links down below in the video description, or of course, if you're already listening to the audio version, well, you're already here. So <laughs> we appreciate you for joining us in the ring and back to the lockup. I felt... You were the one that taught. You're the one that's always told me about Gibbs and McBroom. I don't know who these people are, clearly. So this is the first time in being introduced to these two people, and they fought before. Uh, and I think McBroom won. So this is like a, re- a grudge match, a rubber match. No, uh, right? uh, Gib Gib won. Gib won. Okay. You would think McBroom would be more, I don't know, urgent, more aggressive, because he allowed Gib to get in his grill a couple times. Especially that beginning of the second round. The beginning of the second round, Gibbs was already at McBroom's core before McBroom even got out. And I don't know how he broke his ankle, but he broke his ankle. Uh, McBroom broke his ankle. Reportedly. I still have not. I, there, there's some thoughts. I'll, I'll get to that in a second. You know, just to, to you know, 
you know, lay some some of the groundwork down. You know, these two fought at the the Social Gloves two event, which Social Gloves was Austin McBroom's company uh, that notoriously uh, during the the first event did not pay ninety percent of the people. Uh, Gib and Deji, and I want to say one or two other people were smart enough to get the money up front, uh, and everyone else uh, got left out to dry. And so, in turn, at Social Gloves two, when Gib and McBroom fought. Um, there was no one there. <laughs> uh, it looked, it, I'll still, it, it looked worse than what the crowd looked like at Misfits 06. Um, Ooh. I mean, it was, it was empty. It was really bad. Uh, but there, there was a, a nice competitiveness to the fact that, okay, Gib, he's been boxing for, for years now. I want to say now this would go on his fourth or fifth year. I want to say, you know, he started out all the way back on the Joe Weller KSI undercard, fought uh, Jake Paul in what I would say, as far as my feelings, uh, a similar disappointment uh, of, of a match because I, I think that Gib absolutely could have beat that version of Jake. Um, and getting these wins back up to here. I expected a lot from Gibb. And to me, there was always the rumors of like, oh, McBroom is going to be in this tournament. What if they do Gibb and, and McBroom? The big thing to me was always fundamentally, I get it from a marketing perspective. Oh, it's the rematch. Oh, you know, blah, 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 blah. But I mean, it was not a, uh, Austin McBroom is not that really great of a fighter. Uh, no, no, and it is. I wish they wish they wish they would have changed, especially because the guy like Nunes got the pop. They should have switched the fight because McBroom just didn't. He didn't have that dog in him. And I mean, I you know something we've been talking about, you know, especially with like the the blue face and the Ed Matthews fight, like you know you have to think like in some ways he despite still being in a high stakes tournament like this he had to have had a little bit more weight off of his chest because it wasn't his show it was it's not his company this time he doesn't have to worry about any of the the other shit he doesn't have to worry about uh, paying people uh you know he just show, yeah. he, he just shows up and hopes that his check clears um uh which would be hilarious um you know i i to me okay I'm just going to be, and, and again, maybe by the time this episode comes out on Wednesday, there is, he, he posts some legitimate evidence. I think truly that he's full of shit. I think he, Whoa! I think Austin knew, I, I think Austin knew just like Zanetti. I can't do it. I can't, Whoa. I can't beat this guy because he already lost to him once. And in that one, yes, you know, you had the nice thing of Austin McBroom knocked down Gibb. Again, Gibb came up and knocked the fuck out of McBroom. And before, whenever he was officially announced for this tournament, I think I had told you uh, about this off the show, Josh. But he like made a whole video of like, I don't want to take anything away from Gibb. Uh, but I I had COVID uh, during that fight, which first off, uh, I just want to say uh, that's what that means. It was illegal. Uh, he could have gotten the the five people that showed up sick and possibly killed any of them. Uh, All the five people. Uh, and then th <laughs> this was the wild one. Real or not, whatever it was, this just blew my fucking mind because he just straight up committed a crime he admitted to getting sneaking a doctor in to give him 
some type of injection uh, so that he could get through the fight. Willingly, he gave out this information before once again him fighting again. What? And, and, and I'm like, that. So to me, outside of just the fact of I don't see where he would have broken his ankle and he was walking on it with no problem. Like, it almost felt like it, to me, it would be more believable. Like I, I broke my, my shoulder, shoulder or rib. Because he was just going, yeah, it looked like he was in pain. It looked like it was a weird transition of what was going on. And he's like, and he's just turning his back. I'm like, he's not into this no, anymore. No, he, and, and I, I, true, I know this is controversial, probably, but I, probably think, you're accusing the man of lying. I think the guy wanted out. He, he said, fuck this shit. Why did I agree? The bag wasn't worth it this time. Fuck it. He said, I'm done because well, then don't ever show up at a boxing ring no, again because you no. don't have it. I mean, you, bro, you weak sauce. OK, he had potential. There was some potential there. Sure, but you, yeah. you just don't have the desire. You don't have the, the fighting spirit. You don't have it, dude. Get out of here. I'm glad you're not moving on. I'm glad if you, if you are hurt and somebody can take your place. Good. Let's get someone who wants to be in here and want to participate because that showing was horrendous. And if and here's the thing, I don't know how I feel about Gibbs. That was so bad. I don't know how I feel about him. Do not know. Um, and I'm actually rooting for Jarvis because I feel like if this is the kid. I don't know. I don't know. It, it just seems like one thing I can say about Gibbs: he was aggressive. He knew what he like, he needed to do. He knew the stakes of high stakes. You know, it's a tournament. And yeah, but when your opponent quits, quote well, yeah, he quit. He quit. He quit. Uh, it's hard to look at you and be like, all right, you know, you're this great boxer. I don't, I don't believe that at all, you know, at all. Um, and, you know, you're, this is the first, this main event was just disappointing. Like this actually, this fight really brought the whole car down for me like the whole like night especially like all the highs that we went through it was kind of like oh that was anticlimactic that remind me of a movie that i watched this weekend where it just it just fucking ended you're like oh okay i fuck me for sitting for three hours watching this movie yeah i mean you know i i saw growth from gib from the last time they fought and i know how good gib is it's just again I mean, I didn't. I wasn't convinced that Austin McBroom before this event happened was going to be a good dance partner to begin with for him, just because we saw it once before and it wasn't anything spectacular. So, I mean, I'm, you know, like like I was just saying in kind of building this up up to you, Josh, was like this felt like the same disappointment uh, of a performance to me as what his fight against Jake was, where you know that was obviously a different situation. Gib was on the the opposite end of that, where. You know, Gibb was playing too much, too low, dealing too much with changing uh, stances too constantly. And Jake, you know, took advantage of that and got Gibb off of his uh, balance and got the three knockdowns and won by a technicality. Like, and when, when, when the whole time you're like, I know Gibb is a better boxer, especially at that time than what Jake Paul was, because all Jake Paul did was fucking beat Deji. You're like, I know you know uh, again uh, 
a little little disappointing, but June 3rd, he will be facing Jarvis, and I think that will be a, a much better matchup. Um, yes, that's where I really can see what his skills are because it looks like Jarvis has a, uh, like a unpotent, untapped potential, um, like pro- almost quote-unquote prodigy potential um, if he's doing all what he's doing. Um, yeah, and I feel like because of – it's weird that both these fighters had their fights end in a weird technicality give up. And like, I haven't really seen Jarvis full potential. Like I haven't seen Gibbs full potential. And that's why that match is going to be good because we're going to see, all right, who got the stuff when, when shit is like, and like, I would put, say if I had to book it, I would book Kenny and uh, Nunez as the main event. I agree. Based on you're hoping that that Brazilian crowd comes back and you make that your main event. Yeah, I, I agree. You don't, you don't know what you're getting with the Gibbs and Jarvis. You don't know. And you don't want to build the match on that. Unless you want to build the main event with the women's, which would have been fantastic. That would be awesome. Yeah, all right. Make make Julie and L the main event. That, like, there that you go. Could, that, that would be, be good. A main event. Yes. All I've... right. Do something Misfit hasn't done yet, which is have the women main event. Dylan, give me your rating. Who? All right. I would probably say probably a a solid C plus, I would say. You know, uh, again, like like I said, told you before you got to to watch it, there was a lot of, you know, remnants uh, of Misfits 01 to me where like, you know, there were some technical issues. There were some some fights that ended weirdly. There were some things where people were being built up and, you know, not maybe not because of their own skill or ability, but the person they're paired with where you're like, oh, you, we spent all this time talking about how good this person is and you don't get to see it. I felt that same thing with a couple matches on this card. However, you know, uh, again, the woman there's it's stepping up it's warming up that women's division within this entire scene is warming up and it gets me so excited because i love it i want to see these girls get the these opportunities aw eat your heart out because yeah. that's how you do a women's division that's all i'm saying that's all i'm saying i'm not gonna grit as hard because i was able to skip and skim and actually get to the fights so my grade is based on the fights themselves and the quality of the fights solid B with the matches, the main event and the the Julie fight as the only weak points of the card. I thought everything else stacked pretty good. I thought some of the matches were pretty good. I think the fight of the night is the, uh, Nunes fight just because of the, the, the knockout. Mm-hmm. Body knockout, and then the crowd reaction really made that ending good. I mean, again, you you have two stars on a silver platter right now. Like, come on, you you got two people where the crowd's gonna love them. Of course, the uh, Kingpin uh, tournament semifinals are gonna be happening June third in the Three Arena in Dublin. I'm excited for it. I you know, again, I talked about some of the things on extras where you know. Kingpin is just a rebranding of Showstar, and there was some really rocky stuff there. You know, some of the things like the uh, the L and Danielka uh, face to face interview 
where I mean it complete they had no security there so like they were throwing uh, well I should more say Danielka was throwing glasses at L and like trying to physically start fighting her there uh, I mean you know there there's definitely rough patches for Kingpin that they can can work on but they can work on that right for a good for the first show to have everything go pretty well and it's some of the fights good. being exciting and the concept of a tournament boxing scene can work. People love tournaments and wrestling. We love tournaments, basketball. We love tournaments. Playoffs are tournaments and it makes the sport better for everybody. It's more entertaining. It's better for the competitors because there's stakes. They know what they're fighting for. It works. So I'm excited for June 3rd, but Dylan, we still got so much more to go. Oh I mean, Misfits 07 is coming up in a couple weeks. AW Double, oh, yeah, double or Nothing. Kingpin 2, Misfits 08, which we will be there. We'll be there. AW New Japan Forbidden Door. This Ooh. is one. This is a new one that is on the docket. Uh, the the third, uh, there is a, a another influencer boxing event. This is the third one where it is in Spain and is Ooh. mostly a Spain community thing um we're gonna give that show a try i mean we're gonna see because i i hear i've heard great things i think it broke one of twitch's like all-time viewer records uh last okay. year i want to say so okay. i would brush like, up my spanish yeah you know we'll uh we'll have to brush up on our our, our spanish for that one but uh i mean and i'm gonna tr- dylan I, i'm gonna try for the people to cover G- the g1 for new japan oh, that's right. something that's gonna happen i want to cover that all I mean, we still got all out. Yes. And we're going to try to be there at all out. And, you know, with talks of brand split, maybe we'll talk about that soon. If that ever gets announced, there's rumors and indie windows. You know how wrestling is. You don't know what's real. But (laughs) if you like what you are seeing or hearing right now, please like, subscribe, hit that notification button. Because Wednesdays at noon, me and Dylan are going to put a lockdown on combat sports brother yes sir we appreciate you guys for joining us inside the ring of course subscribe here on youtube if you're watching it over here you know maybe uh if if you're listening on a podcast platform maybe a spotify maybe a a, a apple podcast maybe you could uh go under there and just rate us five stars and maybe put a little note you know a little comment you know we 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 read that note, people we We want to showcase our fans because we love you guys uh, our creator clash did so well. Highest so rate, happy. highest viewed episode. Just saying. Boom. So hey, you guys make this this you, you make this the show as strong as it can be. We're building. We're coming across. And I forgot about one thing. There's a surprise in July for my birthday for you guys. I'm not telling you what it is, but be prepared Come for July the first. You're getting a little extra for me. And once again, we do want to thank our sponsor of this episode, Liquid IV. Use code TLU for 20% off anything on the website down in the link below. You know, we appreciate you guys for joining us and we'll see you next week.